0: Welcome to the Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Schillens and Brad Forsyth.
1: Welcome back to another weekend. It's the Advertising Show and being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. You can visit online at adage.com. The advertising show with ray shillings and brad forsyth is a big radio midgets production today we've got a just a whole bunch of stuff we've got Corey silverman out of long island uh currently a senior vp of advertising and sales for current tv that's current dot tv and uh, we'll tell you more about Corey in just a few minutes also have a brand new feature for you this week it's our friend uh, joe jaffe uh, the pro- feature is called a different perspective and that's a. Uh, if you were listening, uh, Brad, Drill was on with us uh, a couple of weeks ago, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to talk about gaming today. Uh, Get gaming is his uh, concept. Also, Patrick Meyer, our number two. Jeffrey Ginnemer is with us, going to give us a dance lesson about that. Andy Borowitz mm-hmm. talks about Katrina. Uh, uh, Bruce Abbott, our wacky world of marketing, is talking about something smoking in Tokyo. You see, don't know what oh. that is, but this could huh. be very interesting, and hopefully it's arable. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> you should know you voiced it. Uh, no, no, Bruce voiced it.
2: Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about uh, the. Wank- our no, friend. I'm talking about
1: the Wacky World. No, and Andy Borowitz is uh, yes is going to be a funny one as well. So he's yeah. always funny.
2: So how you doing? Coming. Well, good. I'm very glad to announce, as you just mentioned, that uh, Joe Jaffe, uh, author and former guest, will be a. Regular uh, contributor to the show debuting this week with uh, a different perspective, and I got to tell you Ray I don't know about you, but uh, every so often we get uh, a really outstanding guest. Most of our guests are cutting edge and, as with today with Corey and current TV but every once in a while we get a guest that's just really out there and it can and it works well with our show because when they mm-hmm. have inquired about wanting to participate in our show and contribute. Uh, as many have, uh, we only have so much room that we allow for that kind of thing. And uh, right. timing-wise, was uh, perfect for Joe Jaffe to come aboard. And this will be a uh, beginning of a hopefully long, uh, long relationship. Okay, as they say. just
1: as soon as Joe is done doing his feature, we do the a traditional dump of uh, Gatorade on top of his head. <laughs> uh, you know, that's for the first
2: timers there. Something or like milk. That. milk? Milk would be fine. Hey, or, did, go did, ahead. <laughs> Did you hear, did you hear about uh, the debut this weekend of the new? Uh, Wall Street Journal Weekend Edition. I picked one up, uh, normally I'm not a regular subscriber. I do subscribe to WSJ.com, mm-hmm. uh, the online version, but, and do pick one up or steal one from someone, uh, from time to time. Mm-hmm. But, but if you did not pick up one, uh, this week, it is the debut, uh, Weekend Edition, the new Weekend Edition. They always had a Weekend Edition before, but it's, uh, right up your alley, Ray. They have a home and garden, uh, section, which really is right. called Pursuits. Yeah. And, uh, gosh, uh, headline right there or, or feature story, chefs gone wild uh, as chefs push the envelope on experimental foods. Rabbit pizza, anyone? Some new restaurants are drawing the line, and they go on to do mm. a feature story on that. And they've got some really uh, interesting, not-your-typical Wall Street Journal uh, coverage, so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on uh, what has been a, a departure from their regular Monday through Friday edition, uh, weekend edition that they introduced uh, several years ago, and now expanding that edition with even more non-Wall Street Journal type content. So, but they've got to be careful about that, too. I think so. You're right. But, you know, as long as they stay too true to what they are Monday through Friday, right? Uh, maybe they can uh, do a, a different version on the weekend because, you know, the, the markets are closed and... Uh, I don't know. They do it. They 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 do a great job with that. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see how
1: how long it sticks around. I bet they'll give it uh, uh, what a year to give it a shot or something like that.
2: Huh? I would hope. You know, Dow Jones yeah. has the pockets to be able to hang in there, and uh, sure, we'll see. A lot Sweet. of good advertising, by the way, for the weekend edition as well. So the people are not necessarily feeling like they're taking a risk with that. So good. good to good to see advertising support.
1: Speaking of weekend DIY, the Home Depot uh, has a new line of. Uh, Spanish paint. <laughs> now, what's the difference between English paint and Spanish paint? I don't know. They have different names. It's, it's uh, uh, Verde, Amazonas. Green. Blue. Hor- horchata. Don't know that one. I don't know that one. Rojo Torero.
2: A red of some horse. Okay. To, yeah.
1: It's yeah. uh, Coloris Origins, a uh, paint by Bear, oh. featuring his uh, featuring hispan. And there's their. Uh, now, the retailer says painting is a leading project for hispanic consumers they do a lot of paintings and now they have their very own paint what i wonder if they want called salsa
2: they should <laughs> if they don't something <laughs> like that kind of a textured uh, paint i would imagine
1: uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it leaves a little bit of a, a picante thing on your wall. Mm-hmm. The number comes off anyway. Hey, let's. Uh, it's <laughs> exactly. We've got uh, Let's let's do the uh, let's do the the new feature here. Uh, uh, Doug with uh, Joe Jaffe. It's a different perspective. Listen to it. Uh, this is uh, show number one for Joe. It's called Get Gaming on the Advertising Show.
3: If you dare to risk seeing the world from a new point of view, join us now for a different perspective, featuring author and new marketing consultant, Joseph Jaffe.
4: Do yourself a favor, whether it's Xbox Live, PlayStation, or PlayStation Portable, get gaming. You can even write it off as a business expense, although you might want to check with your accountant first, and it may even help your business and certainly your brand. A new report from the Ziff Davis Group sheds more light on gaming, Hardcore gamers, as defined as people purchasing 4-plus titles in the past 6 months and playing 10 hours per week, have shifted yet another 4 hours of weekly television watching to online activities over the past year. There are now 19.8 million households of these hardcore gamers, and who they are might very well surprise you. About a third of them are female, and a third of them are 35 years and older. In fact, overall, there are now 76.2 million game-playing households. But the proof of the pudding is in the playing. When you play a game, when you experience a game, what you'll encounter is something that looks and feels a lot like television. And it's even a place where commercials are welcome. How about that?
3: This has been A Different Perspective, featuring Joseph Jaffe, president of new marketing consulting practice Jaffe LLC and author of Life After the 32nd Spot. To learn more, log on to getthejuice.com.
1: And welcome again to uh, Joseph Jaffe uh, with us uh, every week here. A different perspective is the uh, feature. Okay, you ready? Uh, here's mm. another one. Uh, what color is yellow? It would be chili con queso. <laughs> uh, guacamole would definitely be green. You of know, course. I, cr- I credit this to our producer, mm. uh, Doug, today. What do you get when you want to sample some of the Hispanic paint? You tortilla get chips. paint chips. Paint chips.
2: Oh, paint chips. Paint chips, I (laughs) guess. That's pretty good. Uh Okay,
1: so now we're all done with that.
2: Let's move on. That's interesting. You know, uh, Ray, I wanted to mention the public broadcasting system (laughs) just recently debuted a program that I think you and I might find interesting, Nerd TV. But it's an Internet-only series of interviews Mm. uh, featuring geeks, technology innovators, and company executives ranging from people like uh, Apple uh, co-founder Steve Wozniak and uh, mouse inventor Doug uh, Engelbart. The web-only broadcast, uh, Ray, which uh, PBS characterizes as the Charlie Rose for Geeks type program, said that the uh, new interviews in the 13-part series will be posted weekly. And viewers can download all or part of the programs available in MP4 video format for playing on such uh, software as Apple's QuickTime Mm -hmm. and or retrieve uh, audio-only podcast of the interview. So uh, all nerd TV programming comes with a Creative Commons license that allows anyone to download and copy the show, share them with friends, and repost them hmm. on their own website. So uh, PBS, uh, of all people, uh, jumping into the fray with uh, Internet uh, streams hmm. of, tel- of television, Internet-only streams of a television program called hmm. Nerd TV. So. What's and then, important- by the way, that's, a, that's available through the uh, PBS website. Okay, PBS.org. Right. I suppose. Okay. I suppose it doesn't say, and, I, and since they don't pay us, we're not going to plug them, are we? Uh, I think you no. just
1: did. And I think we just sent them there, folks. And it's good. <laughs> PBS needs to be doing some stuff because PBS yes. has been running into a whole bunch of problems lately. Well, as if,
2: uh, I mean, you're right, and it's it's interesting that they're getting innovative. Uh, you would think if PBS is coming around, then gosh, I guess we all need to be jumping into the fray and paying attention to this, huh?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We've got uh, uh, Corey Silverman joining us uh, shortly, a uh, senior VP of advertising sales for current television. Uh, Corey served uh, for five years at Rainbow Media in New York, where he most recently functioned as a senior VP in advertising sales for the Fuse Network. We've heard of that, too. Well, we've got Corey's in Long Island this weekend, and we've got him on the phone, and we'll be talking to him shortly. It's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, and this is The Advertising Show.
0: You're listening to the Advertising Show with Ray Schillens and Brad Forsyth. Uh Uh-oh, here comes trouble. I hate her. Yeah, but do you think she's happy? With those looks? Nah, probably not. (gasps) Huh? It's worse than I thought. Hey, what's that she's drinking? Looks like Diet Sprite. Do you think she knows it's the only lemon-lime soft drink that's sugar-free and has the great taste of lime
1: It's the Advertising mm-hmm. Show with Ray and Brad Forsyth, oh, a little Sprite uh, does a body good, right? No, that's uh, something different. <laughs> that's uh, V8. or Yeah, that's it. Uh, we've got a special guest of this hour and next his name is Corey Silverman, and we told you that uh, Corey is Senior VP of sales, Advertising Sales for uh, Current TV. Uh, Current.tv is their website, and we also told you that... Uh, uh, he also served uh, five years at the Rainbow Penitentiary. No, Rainbow Media in New York. <laughs> served is just not a good term, Corey. we got to yeah. change that, okay? Uh, b- prior to that, he oversaw advertising for Bravo IFC for Rainbow Media, where he initiated and oversaw several large marketing-oriented deals that resulted in significant new businesses and uh, revenues. And uh, there's much more to tell uh, about Corey, but there, we're on a limited budget here for intros.
2: Uh, Corey, welcome to The
1: Advertising Show.
2: It's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, and, Corey, let's, uh, you know, I imagine a lot of our listeners uh, are aware that uh, this is the uh, cable television network that was announced by Al Gore not so long ago, former Vice President Al Gore. And uh, let's imagine that you have 60 seconds and you're you're picking up the phone to talk to a major uh, in media buying influential that uh, is willing to hear 60 seconds on what current TV is. Give us your 60-second uh, elevator pitch.
5: The 60-second elevator pitch. Well, Current TV is a revolutionary 24-hour cable network that really adapts to why the Internet has become the medium of choice for young adults today. That is being a a generation all about customizable content and consumer participation. Um, We have devised a network that is 100% based on short-form content, and we are asking our audience to help create the program that they want to see. Our programming really is about anything and everything that is relevant to the life of an 18 to 34-year-old, from music to movies to fashion to technology to issues, and the goal being if you have a story to tell or something that is of interest going on in your world, tell us, shoot it, upload it to our website, and you can then see it be put on
1: TV Okay, Corey, that was about 63 seconds there. Yeah, I want to you to do it again in 60. Edit that. <laughs> yeah, pull that out. Well, time Hey, you it. know,
2: Ray, I don't know if you've had a chance to sample current TV for this week's broadcast or even for whatever reason, but I had a chance to do that leading up to this week. I'd already seen it prior to just surfing. And I must tell you, uh, it is really an innovative idea that is. Uh, I think time has come to, to bring to market something such as this. And it's, uh, it's not your typical 30-minute uh, uh, programming segments either, uh, Corey. Talk a little bit about how, uh, how you break up some of your programming relative to time.
5: Um, really, there is no such thing as time on our network, which we think is really truly unique. There is no set structure as far as a programming schedule. Uh, we produced, we have probably 40 to 50 different pod topics. We call all of our programs pods. They range in length anywhere from 30 seconds to 6 minutes, really nothing longer than that um, on the air. Within a given hour of time, let's say you would see anywhere from 7 to 10 pods of content. Uh, We Mm -hmm. produce original hours, um, approximately three hours of original content every day, and then sort of like throw the marbles up in the air and let the iPod shuffle begin. All of the hours Mm -hmm. shuffle up, um, and no one hour will look like the hour prior to it. Mm -hmm. It's it's about being that current. That's really what we're all about.
2: Are you finding that you uh, need some special way of, uh, of being able to gauge viewer uh, interest and, and ongoing viewership, rel- as opposed to your typical uh, Nielsen's? Are you doing some research, research separate of Nielsen? Oh,
5: absolutely. I mean, we right now—you know—we are in 20 million homes. Um, we are basic tier on Direct TV. We are—we have Time Warner. Where we're digital basic on Time Warner, and we have a, um, about a million or so Comcast homes. We. Um, are not Nielsen measured. I don't even think Nielsen could probably even attempt to try to figure out how to measure us. But we have a um, number of different things that we, we will be doing uh, on behalf of our sponsors um, as far as getting out there and measuring, you know, what is the level of brand engagement that we can offer our partners. This is not an advertising sell that's based on, as I call it, 70 different sponsors coming on and running spots and dots. We are offering a dozen or so strategic partners, if you can call it that, uh, that really want to come on board and own a piece of real estate on our network and for that have a very high level of re- brand engagement but also working very closely in partnership with these advertisers to really define what those measures are to do a number of um, studies that we will be doing, creative studies that we'll be doing in the marketplace where it really mm-hmm. haven't formalize that plan, but that is in the process, something that's very important to what we want to do um, for all of our pa- partners, because we need, to, we need to change the paradigm. That's our goal.
2: Well, and obviously, any new idea such as yours, you can do that because there are no rules with a network such as what you're creating. And before we, we – we will uh, we'll save till next segment, jumping into talking about some specific program in Google Current as well as VC2 and some other programs that you guys offer. But just in a few minutes here that we have left in this segment, Corey, uh, you, you talked about advertisers and integrating them to Current TV. Give us a, a quick example of an, of an advertiser and how you've uh, fashioned the advertising relationship to your network in a different different way than the traditional cable network.
5: Sure. Uh, for example, L'Oreal has signed on to be is one of our partners. Um, L'Oreal has two brands that are really highly level involved with us, um, that being their Feria brand in particular. Feria is the sponsor of our current Style Pod, and we're doing a couple different things with them. Any advertiser, the first phase is what we'll do is we'll actually weave the client's branding, or the brand's branding really, into the packaging of that pod. So into the graphic packaging of that pod, um, we weave the client's branding into it. The second layer of that then is with opportunities to provide layering of content, whether it's a style tip that we can offer on top of relevant content that could be airing. In the case of Farrier, we're actually then took it a step further and actually creating content that is so relevant to them, tying into events that they're involved in. They're a big sponsor of Fashion Week um, in New York. They were doing an event that they were sponsoring, uh, which was called a, uh, it was a Gen Art event, about featuring seven up-and-coming designers. We actually went and created a whole current style pod, all about an event that they were involved in. So really, totally organic. Not For us, it has to be organic. It's not about mm-hmm. that Coke cup standing on in the middle of the set. Um, it's really about making content with our clients.
2: And I would imagine being the 18 to 34 that you're targeting, uh, they have a hypersensitivity to uh, covert product placement, and you're very upfront with that. And we're going to jump into uh, next segment again, some of your programming and, and unique programming, I shall say, as well as uh, the, I want to jump. I want to go back to next segment, how you make sure that you're not. Uh, uh, pulling the wool over the 18 to 34 eyes with regard to uh, advertiser integration because we all know they're extremely sensitive to that and imagine it would be uh, quite a challenge to do that and we'll talk and more the, about that next second. That's huh? a good thing to do. We're going to take a break here
1: on the Advertising Show. Special guest, Corey Silverman, Senior Vice President of Advertising Sales for Current TV and uh, we're on the web too as a matter of fact at com. Lots of great stuff there uh, for the podcast as well. So it's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, and uh, we'll have more for you in just a minute.
0: Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. meow, 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 meow. meow, meow.
1: Could say, say that this the, the advertising TV show is going to the cats or to the <laughs> dogs. It'd be to the cats, I guess, for that mm-hmm. one, right? Our special guest today is Corey Silverman, the uh, senior vice president of advertising sales for Current TV. That's Current TV. And before we get back, Corey's in Long Island, by the way. Before we get back to the interview with Corey, Jeffrey Gittimer, If you, Brad, you've got your dancing shoes? Yeah, you do. Good. Yeah, dancing shoes on today. It's a it's a dance lesson from our friend Jeffrey Gittimer here on the advertising show.
3: Quick takes on sales and customer relations with Jeffrey Gittimer, nationally syndicated columnist in the network of city business journals and other great publications worldwide. If you're offended by common sense commentary,
6: don't you dare listen. Now, here's Jeffrey. Dancing with the competition? Watch your step, baby. How do you feel about your competitors? You say, well, I have a great relationship with my competitors, Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah, right. If you needed $50,000 or your business would fold, I guarantee you, your friend, the competitor, would send you a bon voyage note. Get real, man. They may talk to you. They may be civil to you. They may even appear to help you, but ask them if they wish you were dead or alive. I'm betting on the funeral home. Well, they help me, they send me business, they call me to discuss common problems, there's enough business for everyone, are all statements that your competition is hoping that you'll say while they systematically plan to destroy you. That's life in the jungle of business, and especially in sales. Friendly competition? There's a good one. Okay, boys, let's play fair. I got the last sale, so you can have this one. My butt. Friendly competition is kind of like a friendly snake, ain't it? They turn and bite you in a heartbeat, and it's real tricky to tell the poisonous ones from the safe ones. Competition is a lot like an unknown snake. Potentially poisonous, Not someone you want to get real close to. It's best to know all you can about them, respect them, and always carry a snake bite kit with you just in case. Quick
3: takes on sales and customer relations from The Advertising Show, the only radio show in America featuring Jeffrey Gittimer as a regular weekly guest. To learn more about his books, tapes, CDs, and speaking engagements, log on to Gittimer.com, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And tune in next week when we'll hear
6: Jeffrey say, This is Jeffrey Gittimer, reminding you that if your advertising isn't working, it's probably because your ads suck. I love
1: love his candid c- commentary there, no doubt about it. Jeffrey him on the Advertising Show. Special guest is Corey Silverman this hour and next. Corey is a Senior Vice President of Advertising Sales for Current TV, and uh, it's, it's a great site. A lot of exciting things going on there. Out of Long Island, Corey, it's great to have you back on the Advertising Show.
2: Thank you. I'll bet Corey feels that way about his competitors. Corey, uh, before we jump back into your programming uh, uh, which I want to take in detail, let's say uh, some of our worldwide online listeners or, or perhaps domestic listeners that may not have access to Current TV through their cable uh, or satellite uh, channel or network, I should say, uh, what if they would like to sample some programming? Can they access that through Current.TV?
5: Um, you can see layers. I mean, all of our viewer-contributed content is available online. One of, that's why we're, we drive people to actually vote and greenlight. Uh, content that people create, um, and that's how it makes it on air. Uh, you can see snippets of stuff, but we are not, at this current time, given our contractual agreements with the number of our affiliates, able to, you know, multicast um, the full-fledged pods that are produced for on air.
2: Mm-hmm. So call your local cable uh, company that's and right. demand, demand, demand Current, current TV. Current TV. Yeah, uh, we were talking last segment about uh, you know some of the interesting integration of uh, advertiser to content. What what are you guys doing uh, to make sure that your audience, the young young adult eighteen to thirty four, is well aware of paid advertiser integration to content?
5: Well, we are very upfront. I mean, we have um, studio hosts, just similar to when you way know, MTV is set up, because our our audience is comfortable with that format. Our hosts sort of act as the glue that take you from pod to pod to pod, what we've also done is weave into the host copy um, comments about our sponsors. I mean, we think it's something really relevant if a host stands up and says, hey, you know what, this sponsor is letting your voice be heard. And you know what, they went out and made some really cool stuff that's really relevant to you and what you're all about. Check it out. Mm-hmm. I think one of the other neat things that I haven't didn't get a chance to touch on yet was we are offering our clients something that really nobody else in the TV environment is offering, and that's the opportunity. Uh, We have created one pod of content every hour uh, where a client can actually experiment and run long-form creative, anything up to three minutes in length. Um, And it actually will be a pod that will come up and look like a real program on our channel. It will be introduced like uh, a show on our network. So... Take the idea of a BMW Films. That is an opportunity now that has a place to run Mm -hmm. on our channel. The other piece of our pod sponsorships that we offer our clients is what we call, we've basically reinvented all of the advertising terms, as we call them. We don't sell commercials. We sell messages. I don't care what a client's length of their commercial is. I'm selling you X number of messages on my channel, and Mm -hmm. we sell our clients, what we call an ICBM, or an Isolated Creative Brand Message. And that is an, a commercial message that runs adjacent to one of our pods of content or a sponsor's pod. Um, and it's only them. It goes straight from pod of content. We don't even go black. We go straight into that commercial message and then back, right back to content. So, you know, why are, why is this an industry that's been so intrigued with vod and how do i sponsor vod pro- content we're offering that ability in a linear channel environment
2: well that's that's interesting i, I like the icbm idea and obviously i thought you were going uh, to say units uh, which obviously would be taking from the traditional world ad units no matter what the the length would be and uh, you guys again isolated creative brand messages able to create as you go your own uh, language and i think that's a, a very uh, cool way of doing things. And speaking of cool, I'm going to give you an opportunity from time to time to respond to some of the negative uh, press that was out there when you guys first launched, because you know, a lot of critics like to take a shot at anything new, because it's all about protecting the status quo, but you don't always get a chance to respond. Uh, You were talking about uh, uh, videos ranging from 15 15 seconds to 5 minutes, and that uh, you have uh, the uh, young... uh, whether what you call them, I guess MTV style of uh, what are you guys calling those those uh, hosts? By the our way, VJs. Yeah, you call
5: them VJs.
2: Yeah. Well, the criticism early on was that they were trying to be too hard to be cool. Have producers helped your VJs with the cool factor, or what? Did you, what was your reaction to that when it was uh, mentioned on LostRemote.com?
5: You know, I think uh, for me that's an interesting thing because if that was the worst complaint someone had about our channel <laughs> when we launched. Yeah. That's a really wonderful position to be in because that's such a thing that is so fixable. And, you know, given that we just launched and I think right. you can see the hosts themselves have started to evolve and become more comfortable uh, within, their, within their self, um, we've already added a, a few new faces. We're partnering some of the hosts up. Um, I rely on David Newman, who is our uh, president of our programming, who's really, that's his expertise is finding key talent, and I think that um, he will continue to that will continue to evolve, but I think that's the worst problem we should have.
2: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's easy to take a shot at uh, something new, especially when they're finding their way early on. Let's talk about some of your programming. Uh, Google Current, for example, aligning uh, 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 yourself with a well-known brand such as Google. Talk a little bit about what that program's all about.
5: Well, Google is the way we are telling the news. And we, we don't like using the N-word on our channel because, you know, mm-hmm. n- news has gotten such a bad rap, especially with with our audience, because you immediately hear news and you, you think old, you think... Dan Rather and Peter Jennings and Walter Cronkite. Um, and our audience news is all about relative, what's relative to you, what's going on in your life.
1: We've got to take a break here, Corey, on the next advertising one. show, and uh, thanks for that. Uh, we've got him back next hour. Hope you can stick around too with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth, this is the advertising show. Back in just a minute with more.
0: Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Norman, there's something I have to tell you. It's my breath. No, it's your feet.
1: Summer 72. Norman Lassiter has
7: hot, sweaty feet. His socks squeak. I feel like the village
5: beast. When your feet feel hot and rotten.
6: Ammon's foot cooler.
1: (laughs) That's a Chuck Bloor classic spot for Ammon's foot powder. Uh, We've got a free sample in the studio here. (laughs) Uh, Doug just tried some and uh, now Brad it's your turn. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of powdery out here. (laughs) Really. Uh, Do they make Ammon's foot powder anymore? I don't know. I'm not sure. (laughs) Go to your supermarket and find out. Corey Silverman will be back with us next hour for uh, more of the advertising show. Uh, If President, Vice President. Now that's a very important title. Vice President of Advertising Sales for Current TV, Corey Silverman, out of Long Island. And it's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Every way we, every week we look at uh, the good side and the bad side of advertising, and we've been on a kind of a roller coaster here lately, up and down and up and down. This week, it's it's not good. Let's just put it that way.
0: And now it's time for the bad advertising item of the week.
2: This could be bad. It could be really bad. Tell okay. us. Well. Uh, it is bad, Ray. And in the latest nod to real women. Hold on. Let me s-
1: let me sit down. Okay, good. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> and, uh, to a big blow for all you wafer-thin uh, body image uh, folks out there, Nike's introducing a, a, a new campaign that celebrates women's uh, big butts, thunder thighs, and tomboy knees. If you haven't seen this uh, uh, print campaign. Let me let me begin by very quickly uh, describing the three uh, ads of the series that are running right now. The first ad shows the back of a woman dressed in Nike sports tank with an arm stretched above her head, and the copy reads, my shoulders aren't dainty or proportional to my hips. Some say they are like a man's. I say, leave me out of it. They're mine. I made them in a swimming pool. Then I went to yoga and made my arms. The second ad. Uh, again, quite a departure from what you would expect to see uh, See Nike do. The second ad uh, is a uh, sh- shot of the uh, bent legs of a woman wearing Nike workout shorts. Copy reads, my legs are, I'm sorry, my knees are tomboys. They get bruised and cut every time I play soccer. I'm proud of them and wear my shorts uh, and dresses short. My mother worries I'll never get married with knees like these, but I know there's someone out there who will. Marry me, and it goes on. And the third ad and final ad of this group features the rear end of a woman wearing Nike spandex shorts. For a minute when I first saw this ad, I thought for sure it was you, Ray. But no, it's a woman that they're featuring in this ad. And and the copy reads, my butt is big and round like the letter C, or in your case, a bold C, Ray. And uh, 10,000 lunges have made... (laughs) have made it rounder but not smaller, and that's just fine. It's a space heater for my side of the bed. It's my ambassador to those who walk behind me. It's a border collie that herds skinny women away from the best deals at clothing stores. And it ends with, my butt is big, and that's just fine, and those who might scorn it are invited to kiss it. Pretty, pretty racy copy, all right. Yeah, really? No kidding. Uh, yeah. You, you know, and, and the Nike ads uh, that are running in the uh, pages of women's publications are not un- unlike the creative strategy behind Dove's uh, campaign for real beauty, which many, I'm sure, have seen, which features everyday women. Uh, but yet uh, I think Nike following a creative uh, strategy similar to Dove's is, is making a huge mistake, in my opinion. When, when people use health and beauty aids, I think, uh, such as Dove, I think most consumers realize the products that they're using are not going to make them as beautiful as the subject featured in the ad. However, when it comes to sports apparel or sports-related products, I think there's a connection between the performance, uh, their own personal performance, and the brand. And I would suggest that uh, sports apparel has more of an inner emotional connection uh, and a head connection with the brand, such as in the case of running shoes. I think the consumer perceives the uh, performance uh, connection to when they strap those on. Uh, and we all know, you know, uh, when we see world-class athletes uh, uh, featured in Nike ads, I think uh, you assume that these athletes are wearing and endorsing this product because it's a great product and it is the choice in their particular categories of sports performance. And it all started years ago with Michael Jordan mm-hmm. and continues today with uh, such uh, sports figures such as Tiger Woods, which I know you're a big fan of, right? I would suggest that consumers believe that the use of a Nike-branded product will help them aspire to greater performance and much as the athletes perform at the top of their game using the same Nike brand. And, and, and with the outstanding job that Nike's done and their agency over the years of uh, the superstar endorsement strategy and the aspir- aspiration performance connection uh, solidly embedded in consumers' minds and hearts, uh, now taking this total departure to feature everyday people in Nike advertising, as I said earlier, in wow. my opinion, it goes against the equity of the brand and the consumer, consumer's brand experience. So you can disagree me if, disagree with me if you like, mm-hmm. but uh, based purely on the years of investment in a successful brand strategy and now going in a new direction with real people, uh, I think Nike, if, if nothing more, has done – uh, if they're successful with this, they'll do a lot to tear down uh, a particular brand perception from the consumer standpoint. Uh, and if Nike's real people campaign continues, it could very well displace the very brand Nike's built uh, for themselves over the past 30-plus years. So but that's my opinion, and there you have it. Sorry, Nike You're and uh, White it, and right? Kennedy right. for our featured uh, advertising item of the week.
1: As far as exercise apparel goes, I want something that's comfortable and, uh, I will search for a pair of shoes. I already have a brand and it's not Nike. It's the other end. Uh, but you,
2: but it's, uh, you feel good with that, right? Absolutely.
1: And there's nothing, uh, nothing that would make me change. I know what shoes work better, uh, right. whether it be for running or, uh, whatever. And, uh, and, uh, you know, it, it has nothing to do with the fashion statement and or aspiration of being better. It just has to do completely with, the comfort level. And, well, and, and, and this other brand that I'm talking about, New Balance, has mm-hmm. is got, is got a, a very big share of brand equity in the fact that this is a professional shoe and it's good and it's,
2: uh, you know, it's well-made and it does what it's supposed to do. Well, think about it. it just the total amount of millions upon millions of dollars that uh, Nike's invested in the uh, Superstar uh, Athlete Association with their brand and now going with the everyday people approach, mm-hmm. uh, if nothing more, it's a departure and whether they continue this or revert back to continuing with the uh, superstar approach, who, who I guess time will tell. It's yeah. been a lot of criticism out there on both sides, uh, b- both uh, saying that it's a great, uh, great way to introduce real people to the campaign. Others uh, are critical. I'm critical, and sure. uh, I don't know. You uh, know,
1: to each his own. And Tiger, the same thing on the on the golf ball line. You know, Nike golf balls are supposed to be good, but I don't. Personally, uh, you know, think that I, I wouldn't. Pref- I wouldn't play a Nike over uh, over a Titleist or anything like that, just because Tiger might be playing one yeah. of those
2: things. It's all. It's all. It's again. It's a. It's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. let me ask you this: I think a lot of people don't realize, or maybe some do that a lot of these products that these uh, athletes use Nike products or any other brand for that matter they're custom made they're not the kind of product that Yeah they're you can not I the ones that we you
1: can't buy them off the shelf and I, yeah. and you and I talked about this before and you getting on getting on the golf thing uh, uh, you've got to Vijay Singh who is a big uh, who has Cleveland that's a manufacturer of uh, golf equipment Uh, Mm -hmm. all over his bag, over his head covers, and all that kind of stuff. And the the time that I saw him play, you know, this may have been just a single incident or something, but he wasn't playing Cleveland golf clubs. He wasn't Mm -hmm. playing Cleveland golf clubs, folks. He was playing, I think he had a tailor-made driver, which is also the big competitor of Cleveland out there. Really? Go figure.
2: In a lot of cases, that could be a violation of their agreement, their endorsement agreement, but, you know. Well, then I just got VJ in a whole bunch of trouble. Yeah. and uh, whatever. But, uh, that Great, Shell, and send your emails to. Well, Ray I was disappointed. The show.
1: I'm just telling it like I saw yeah. it, folks. Take it, no. take it, take take Where Cleveland did you see that, right? At the Shell Houston Open. You just I want to qualify that in case That's that comes right. out in court. Absolutely, and we have it on tape, don't we?
2: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we yes. do. Oh boy,
1: <laughs> we've got more of uh, Corey Silverman coming up here in just a, f- a few minutes. Actually, about 20 minutes away here on the advertising show, and much more too. We've got um, Patrick Meyer with us next hour. Jeffrey Gittimer is going to be. Uh, uh, no we already did Jeffrey Andy Borowitz and uh, also the wacky world of marketing coming up uh, too uh, for next hour as well with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth I want to remind you to go to our website it's the advertising the podcasts are there and available for you to uh, to uh, to pick up and listen to anytime and uh, share with uh, uh, any of your uh I mean, business uh, cohorts or friends or whatever, it's, again, theadvertisingshow.com. We hope you go and visit there as well. Corey Silverman out of Long Island uh, joins us next hour, and we'll do that in just a, a few minutes. Uh, got to take a break for the top of the hour news. The Advertising Show brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. You can visit online at adage.com. And we'll be back in just a moment. The Advertising Show is a Big Radio Midgets production.
0: Welcome to the Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth.
1: It's the Advertising Show. Uh, welcome back to our number two, Advertising Show being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com, the advertising show of Big Radio Midgets production. This hour, we continue our interview with uh, Corey Silverman out of Long Island. Corey is the Senior Vice President of Advertising Sales for Current TV. That's Current.TV. A lot of cool stuff going on there. It's like uh, Mm -hmm. next generation stuff. And we've also got uh, Patrick Meyer in just a few moments. Jeffrey, uh, excuse me, Andy Borowitz and uh, the Wacky World of Marketing, too, on the way uh, as we uh, continue with the show. And it's uh, good to have you spending time with uh, with us this weekend. We said before l- last hour about the advertising show.com. I want you to go check that out sometime, get a chance, and uh, see what that's all about. So tell me about this here. This is, um, you, we've, we've both been through uh, Dallas Fort Worth Airport, mm-hmm. uh, and this absolutely makes no sense to me. Dallas Fort Worth Airport ad campaign to lure Southwest. Okay, they're doing a $900,000 campaign worth of radio, television, and billboard ads aimed at luring Southwest Airlines Company to lease space at its facility. However, Southwest has expressed no interest in DFW and remains focused on its own agenda to repeal a federal law that forbids the carrier to fly beyond Texas and nearby states from its hub, Dallas Love Field. Now, first Mm -hmm. of all, that's what Dallas, uh, that's what uh, Southwest Airlines is all about, the fact that you can get in and out, and if any of you have been to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you know that that uh, Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport is a long way away from mm-hmm. the center of the city. Right. Henceforth, you pay a lot of money to get to the city if you want to do that. Why not? Why not continue the Dallas love? Of, it's against their business model. But the airport, which probably could use $900,000 worth of spiffing up, <laughs> is, uh, is spending it instead on radio and television billboards. makes absolutely no sense to me.
2: Isn't that interesting?
1: Who approved that?
2: Well, it's interesting. You know, I guess uh, the, the the brass there that make the decision, uh, home base for uh, uh, Southwest there in Dallas. Uh, but, gosh, you would think through uh, traditional media, using traditional media as a, a means to reach the executives, that there could be a, a better strategy in doing that. You would think, you think so, absolutely. Yeah, if they yeah. wanted to do it, they could have done it a little bit differently. Yeah, and by the way you mentioned at the top of the hour the advertising show.com for those that may not understand the concept and I think many do but for those that don't podcasting and RSS capability which is now available through the advertising showcom is just simply a, a way to let our listeners uh, access both uh, past interviews as well as the uh, interview you're hearing today uh, whenever and wherever you want on on your CD in your car or in your iPod or mp3 player or you save it to your desktop so it's uh, it's a new capability that many are Accessing now. On the other hand, if you still want to just do the uh, access uh, as you always did, uh, our archive through the uh, through your desktop and listen to it while you are supposed to be working, go ahead and do that as well. But uh, not a problem. That's really what it means. Yes. Okay. And by the way, Ray, this is uh, very quickly uh, out of the UK. Johnston Press, the regional newspaper group behind the Yorkshire. Uh, Post wants to launch local online auction sites to fend off uh, the challenge from eBay. The group, which publishes more than 250 newspapers throughout the U.K., plans to add an auction capability to its websites by the end of this year. Johnston Press is a common ownership with Trinity Mirror and Daily News, uh, along with uh, General Trust, are trying to take advantage of the rapidly growing online advertising market, particularly for recruitment cars and property, that being real estate, uh, all areas where local newspapers are traditionally strong. But I think they have quite a, a task ahead of them to take on uh, eBay, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I have something here. You may have not have heard of this. Um, the studio is falling apart here. The tape that was holding the <laughs> coffee stand. It came off. It's very interesting. (laughs) Uh, The uh, National Advertising Review Council. May have heard of them. Maybe not. Uh, There is the Children's Advertising Review Unit of the National Advertising Review Council announcing this past week it will add expert panelists to the group that sets industry standards for children's advertising. CARU, C I R U, is the way it's uh, spelled, is also uh, also planning to look at product placement in children's programming and making it easier to file complaints about certain ads. Isn't that special? So we have we have that, and then listen to this. This is on the same line. Kraft is extending ad restrictions to kids' websites, announcing it will remove advertising for some of its products from the websites frequented by kids 12 and under. Kraft CEO Roger Derometti said child-focused websites were gaining in popularity, adding that tackling childhood obesity starts with awareness and changes in practices such as we're doing. So I guess Kraft is admitting that they are making our children fat. I don't think that's really true, though. Products well, meeting the company's sensible solutions and nutrition standards still will be advertised, though. So how mm-hmm. weird, huh?
2: Well, it is weird. I mean, what it, it's like? They quit making the product then, right? You, advertising
1: it. You wouldn't. You would think so. I don't yeah. know. Like well, we talked parent. about. Like, like we talked about with the McDonald's. Uh, uh, what is that? The apple and uh, yogurt uh, stuff. Yeah, walnuts with the candy. The things that has more fat than oh, a yeah candy a Big Mac.
2: Walnuts. Candied yeah. walnuts. Mm-mm, yeah. mm, good. Could we put well, some uh, whipped cream on top of that too, please? I think it's time that you and I mention our uh, diet book that we're going to be bringing out. We've mentioned this about once every few months, and we're going to have a a children's edition as well, which just means it's going to be larger uh, type. No, it'll have pictures pictures. in it. Yeah, pictures. So on the left, it'll be a two-page book, and you and I are both co-authoring it. On the left page, it will say what?
1: I actually got this part of the authoring, Eat Less, and, of course, the other side yours is Exercise More. Exercise More. more. That's wonderful.
2: And then you close the book, and you get on with it.
1: That's something true. I mean, you can probably eat the book. It'd be good for you. We've got we got to check in with Patrick Meyer now on the advertising show.
3: Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer.
7: Today I'm going to talk to you about what I call the Itivo Everything Phenomena. We saw it five years back in the recording industry when companies refused to focus on the issue, the need, the opportunity of consumers downloading songs only to have Apple and a whole the model come in and the consumers start to download millions and millions of songs. We also saw it with Kodak and cameras in a time when the most successful Christmas for digital cameras was in the form of cell phones. What I'm talking about is ignoring what's obvious and going on with the consumer. And let me tell you that consumers right now want TiVo big time. Let me share with you what a dad had to say about his family and TiVo. We TiVo everything, so our favorite shows are always ready to watch. Three movies in a row and a commercialist American Idol is our perfect night at home. Yet, what's happening with TiVo, for the last two years, the advertising agency, the media companies have all been talking about new solutions for TiVo but nothing gets done no one knows how to fix it if you're a marketer or you're an advertising agency trying to be proactive for your client you need to do a couple things you need to stand up and say we're not going to keep our head in the sand and ignore TiVo we need to develop new ways to go forward so new ways to be creative in our commercials new formats for commercials new ways to integrate it into programming And at the same time, you need to think about alternates. What are different forms of media, different forms of marketing, and connective activities for the consumer? But you need to rethink the total marketing model.
3: You've been listening to The
7: Marketing Insider, heard every week
3: here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing.
7: This is Patrick Meyer, CEO of NOW. And remember, the marketing revolution has begun. For more, go to nowinc.net. Just
1: a few minutes away from bringing Corey Silverman back on board with the advertising show out of Long Island this weekend. Uh, Corey is a senior vice president of advertising sales for Current TV. And if you'd like to go ahead, and as you're listening to the show, and uh, get on to Current.tv and check it out. It's a pretty cool site, too, as well. A lot of mm-hmm. great ideas and, and cutting-edge stuff going on out there as well. So it how really much is. how much Tupperware do you have in your uh, cupboards? A lot. A lot? Mm-hmm. I hate it. Uh, I hate Tupperware. But that's okay. A Tupperware. Why tra- is
2: that? Wait a minute. Why do you hate it? Too
1: much. Too much. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> I got you. Tupperware trying to update its image with parties that aren't the state affairs of yore and with new designer products that appeal to today's more sophisticated home chef. The Tupperware line is 59 years old, and I guarantee you we have wow. one from every year, you see. I didn't realize At it was least. that old. Yeah, me neither. But hmm. it's still yeah. fresh. It's good. Corey Silverman back in just a minute with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on The Advertising Show.
0: You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe.
1: It's The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe back. And Corey has been so patient in the uh, the green room, Brad. Uh, He's eaten all of the bananas, though, and uh, Mm. the orange juice is gone. So I don't Mm. know. You know, I appreciate him hanging around, though. it's very nice. Out of Long Island, uh, Corey Silverman, Senior Vice President of Advertising Sales for uh, our Current TV. Corey, it is so good to have you on the show.
2: Welcome back. Thank you. Go ahead. And I hope our producers got all of your requests there in the green room <laughs> the way you had asked. These, uh, executive, these network, uh, cable network executives are so picky, Ray. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, uh, before you know it, there'll be one in cable in there instead of listening to the radio. The uh, <laughs> you, you mentioned towards the end of uh, last hour the segment you were finishing up with talking about some programming we we led in with talking about Google Current uh, twice hourly uh, current events segment based on current Google uh, search data. Uh, I'm curious how did how did you uh, come about with the uh, Google partnership, uh, Corey? Can you describe that?
5: Um, I well, I believe from my understanding, you know. Um, it started with a relationship that Al has. He's been a senior advisor to Google for a number of years now, um, and that really is really the entree to what we were doing. Uh, with and
2: that being Al Gore, of course. Yes. Um, yes.
5: And have um, heard of him. you heard of him a little bit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he
1: invented
2: it, the process is a really
5: exciting thing because it's, it's how we're telling news. It's not the news based on, you know, what, one of our hosts telling you the news of the day. It's what's the news based on what is this audience really searching for in real time?
2: Yeah, and I think that's interesting. You're targeting the 18 to 34 year olds with your new uh, cable network, and yet uh, they haven't shown much of an interest uh, traditionally over uh, uh, traditional news as it relates through uh, traditional channels. Uh, obviously, being a newspaper and uh, television for that matter. So I guess you're you're filling a void, and it's not it's not just a repurposing or repackaging of uh, traditional news. You're really reaching out in a, a different way and then bringing different content and different uh, approach to this, right, Cory?
5: exactly i mean you know we we approach it as you know it's not really news i look i we call it what's going on because news to an 18 to 34 year old is is what's relevant in their life and it is about fashion and it is about the newest technologies and it is about what's the the latest you know scene happening on the internet i mean i think that's that's what's news to them and yes it's about issues and about real news but I think people, that knew, the N-word has a very bad um, connotation when people first think about it.
2: Yeah, I agree. And, you you know, uh, I imagine if our listeners uh, heard you first hour talking about how it is really all about uh, being able to submit content through your uh, Internet uh, connection at Current.TV and that eventually can end up on your your network. For those that you may have piqued uh, an interest in that maybe didn't realize this, uh, first talk a little bit about your VC2 uh, concept, and then let's say somebody's interested in learning how to – upload content that they may be uh, able to uh, contribute to your program or at least uh, contribute to be considered a part of your programming. How, how would they go about that?
5: Sure. A very simple process. I mean, are you register on our website and you become a one of our VC contributors. Um, our, with our website, think of it as a virtual production studio. We have assignment desks. So we help point people and here's the kind of stories that we're looking for. Tell us. And, and you can if you have something that you've already recorded you could see what kind of what bucket does it sort of fit in if you know what I mean
4: mm-hmm. um,
5: sure. And the first process is you really can you can upload your content you can ask for a peer review how can I help make this better um, And then you put your content up for green lighting and um, you ask people to vote on your content. People can comment on your content to, and give you that feedback of how can I make it better um, One of the other interesting things that we're doing on our website is providing, a free training program to anyone and anybody who would like Hmm. to learn how to create content and it's it's everything from will be everything from a beginner classes to advanced classes from storytelling to editing to to digital compression to uploading everything to shooting everything anybody would need to know on how to create create content you can come to our site and you can get all of this free information
2: And, you know, if you're interested, i got to believe that as your interest grows uh, more and more each week in terms of contributors, uh, if you want to be involved uh, now, while uh, not to suggest that there's not a, a heightened interest right now, but I would imagine that that will grow more and more. And you might have to say, yeah, back in 05, they aired something from me, but since then they won't take any of my stuff because it's too crowded and there's a lot of more Good quality stuff. I would imagine that will grow. Again, not suggesting that what you have currently is not good quality, but I would imagine as you have interest growing that the quality will evolve and it'll be uh, just as we look back at MTV in the old days and what they used to do when they first started versus what they do now, which is has nothing to do with uh, yeah. There's the no music videos, of that, right? <laughs> music on the right. music yeah. network, right? Yeah. The uh, right, the right other now, thing about our audience, I yeah.
5: should say, anyone mm-hmm. that contributes content, we will mm-hmm. pay you. Anyone anyway, well, content g- makes it on our air, uh, you get $250 for the first piece, and it's a it's a scaled-up approach from there on in. And if you have six or more pieces that make it on our air, you'll start getting $1,000 a pop.
2: Ray, get your video camera out, and let's bring it into the studio here. We Couldn't there be something here, do you think, Ray? Sounds like a pyramid scheme to me, actually, is what it sounds <laughs> well, yeah, like. I'm not sure. That's true. Yeah. Right now, well, Current TV idea. is... Yeah, well, I, it is a great idea. I didn't realize there was a monetary uh, uh, value there or reward, I should say. Uh, right now, current TV, as you mentioned uh, last hour, Corey has 20 million households uh, accessing your program. Uh, 50 million is what is usually cited as the break-even point. What are, what are you guys doing to raise uh, your amount of viewership?
5: Um, we well, we we have embarked on a you know an affiliate strategy, and um, we will be rolling out a. Um, national marketing campaign that will be kicking off um, this month um, and it is a multifaceted approach um, we will be doing um, web marketing, viral marketing, subculture marketing, outdoor that will uh, lead to a street art campaign that will lead to a viral web episodic campaign uh, we're doing a number of um, events across the country um, we did an event when we launched in April called Tapeback TV uh, when we announced uh, the network and we'll be Five 6,000 people showed up for an event. Uh, we will be doing a number of those across the country as well. Um, we have a mobile tour that's going across the country that, again, will be targeting um, key cities and then being able to travel in a, a radius, a five-hour radius of those key cities to hit specific subcultures um, events that we want to um, communicate to.
2: So well, you're you Coming would...
5: out of that club at 3 o'clock in the morning, there could be a mobile current event. Um, we have an Airstream that's been tricked out to current, and you could actually go in. It's a virtual production studio. You can go in and make content.
2: Wow. Hmm. Well, you would think a, a non traditional uh, network such as you guys would take a non traditional approach. We have about 30 seconds left. Any, any traditional channels you're using? Uh, maybe cable networks? Uh, anything out there? Traditional? Not at this time. Yeah. Well, Ray? Maybe that was we'll, in thirty seconds. That so wasn't I thirty worry, seconds. Is this <laughs> where we add lead for about twenty seconds. I forward? would say.
1: I would say so. Uh, again, everything that they're doing out there is just absolutely so cutting edge and so different, and really cool. Um, and think of that, uh, Brad. You could you could paint, and you could have your own painting show. You know, that, that other gentleman, Bob, the, the old painter, he passed away. So you could have, uh, you know, let's let's put a happy cloud over here. On PBS. Okay? <laughs> exactly. What was his name? Bob. I can't remember. I know I you're talking about I can't remember his name either. And
2: with that sweater that you have, you could be Mr. Ray Rogers. Ray Rogers. <laughs>
1: I like it. Back in just a minute with more with Corey Silverman and Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the advertising show.
0: Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I'd like to teach.
1: And with the uh, the singers singing there, it's the advertising show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. And we say we uh, say we'll get back to uh, Corey Silverman here in just a moment. Brad, uh, Coke taking the wraps off their new designer bottles, the M5, uh, the long anticipated. I don't know who was anticipating it. The long M5 uh, project, uh, a multimedia website that pairs interactive video from five far-flung design studios with music from emerging bands. So I'm sure they're singing that song as well. Well, I thought that was a BMW model. The M5. (laughs) The M5, yeah. Mm. (laughs) I think it is, isn't it? (laughs) Something like that. Corey Silverman is with us. He's the Senior Vice President of Advertising Sales for Current TV. One more segment with Corey, but before we get back to the interview, we want to check in with uh, Bruce Abbott here and the Wacky World of Marketing on The Advertising Show.
0: And now it's time for the Wacky World of Marketing. Wacky World of Marketing. Here's your host, Bruce Abbott.
3: Our Wacky Update heads to Tokyo, where AP reports, go to a movie, smoke all you want. Smoking is banned in Japanese movie theaters, but Japan's largest tobacco company is inviting 150 lottery winners to a private showing of the movie Sin City next Monday. And during the movie, they'll be free to smoke all they want. A company spokesman says anyone over 20 can apply as long as they pledge to smoke. And that, my friends, is the wacky world of marketing.
0: This program was written and produced by Bruce Abbott, executive producer of the advertising show. Join us next time when we uncover the strange, the bizarre, and unfortunately, the true wacky world of marketing.
1: Back with Corey Silverman on the advertising show. Corey, welcome back to the show.
0: Thanks. Well, that
2: wasn't very exciting.
5: <laughs> I'm ready.
1: Yeah,
2: okay. <laughs> now he's ready. Yeah, well, let me let me not let's get, Yeah, let's let's get some uh, let's get your crystal ball out there, Corey, and and see what your take is on this question. I'm curious. Uh, IPTV, also known as Internet Protocol Television, has been all in the news lately. What, what what do you see as IPTV becoming a significant online media player? Is that something you think in the near future?
5: Um, I don't think it's in the near future yet. I mean, I think you know one of the reasons why when. This is a brand even current when you look at it. The idea was four years in the making, and the original thought was, is it a broadband internet play? And you know, our senior management and, and Al Gore thought very strongly, and given his um, in-depth knowledge of the internet, and he would go into a twenty-minute dissertation about pack switches and BitTorrents. That you know, the TV, you know, the internet is not there, and it's not. It won't probably be there for another fifteen to twenty years, as far as the ability to draw masses to view content at one particular time Hmm. and and you know my take is that people really want to use their tv in that way
2: well your statement and and mr gore's statement goes against what a lot of are saying right now i mean that's and i frankly uh respectively disagree with your comment i think that uh iptv and especially with the mark very market that you're targeting as well through your cable network is something that will uh will grow and continues to grow as broadband becomes more uh, ubiquitous that uh, it will just, be, it will become something where Ah, uh, people will be able to consume media according to their own time frame, and it'll be a pull rather than a push. And I see that as a trend. But uh, anyway, we'll get back together in 15 years and see who was right. There you but go. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, did, did, so, as a result, and I think I think I know the answer to this question: Does current TV currently have any uh, any, any plans with regard to podcasting capabilities for the near future for video segments?
5: Um. We're investigating all of that. I think that the other interesting thing for us to do is, um, on a VOD platform basis, how do we make that content, uh, our content, available? Is it a customizable option where a viewer has the opportunity to say, "Here, these are the pods that I'm interested in." Can you string them together in a mm-hmm. VOD format? I think that's a real creative strategy that we um, could be looking at. Um, I think podcasting is another interesting way for us to go. I think. You know we're we're looking at all any and all distribution platforms for our content mm-hmm. and real and i it goes back to we've changed the paradigm of how we program the channel um, you know not having a traditional program schedule being 100% short form I think that we are a perfect environment for a, a wireless strategy and we'll be um, aggressively pursue, pursuing that um, strategy as well so I think we're going to be looking at a lot for different alternative platforms to see our content.
2: Well, you were anticipating my next question regarding cell phones and, and mobile marketing if there was anything in the works as far as distribution through those channels for your content.
5: Yeah, we're working on all of that right now.
2: Yeah. We any, had a big
5: push to get this baby off the ground August 1, and now that we're sort of off the ground and we've launched and people can see us and touch us and feel the network, um, it's about getting that the next phases of our Roll out uh, moving forward.
2: Well, like you here on the advertising show, we try to be uh, on the cutting edge as well. So I'm curious is there any truth to the deal between Current TV and a Finnish company called uh, PhotoJive.com in the works for camera phones and video blogging collaboration? Not at this point that I know of. Oh, well, we might, we almost had a, a little coup there, Ray.
1: I think he's holding
2: something back, actually. <laughs> I think he is, too. Yeah, right. Cut those uh, orange juice, uh, cut the orange juice right away uh, from the green room. Y- y- I'm curious. Uh, I would imagine uh, many advertisers and their ad agencies have approached uh, – a company like yours, uh, wanting to experiment with new forms of advertising, so you know, with a new content model such as current TV and what you offer, I would think that this would invite, if not encourage, advertisers to reach out to you guys in unusual, uh, f- with unusual ideas for advertising on your network. Have you found this to be the case?
5: Um, I think we're just embarking on that road. The, the The journey has been very interesting for us from a sales perspective. You know, the the traditional media buyer tends not to know what to do with us. What bucket do we fit into? Are we new media? Are we traditional media? Are we a broadband experience but has a linear component? So they don't necessarily know how, how to look at us and how to evaluate us. The biggest hmm. traction that we've gotten um, over the past you know, few months being out there in the marketplace uh, that's exciting to me has been from the creative community because hmm. that's the audience that's been challenged by their clients to say, you guys need to find the solution to the 30-second spot. And it hmm. may not be dead in our eyes, but you know what? I think we're the first opportunity out there that's allowing them to experiment. We've said to clients, you know what? Put your ads on our network before you put them on place else. Let our audience give you the feedback. Think of us as a creative think tank in a way. Hmm.
2: Well that's a you know and that's a great challenge and and you guys being a, an isolated medium to be a first off uh, opportunity gosh if they were getting response and you were the only uh, network they were u- utilizing then it 's obvious where you 're getting your response and with everything about accountability uh, today being such a hot topic uh, that 's a great challenge and a very uh, a very courageous challenge on your part. You mentioned about advertising and you guys have uh, uh, some various formats viewer created ad messages, client created ad messages, multi client messages. Give us a lay of the land uh, description of some of the examples of these types of messaging.
5: Well, um, the ICBM, which we talked about is our, our isolated commercials, um, the viewer-created ad message or client-created ad message, that's uh, what I had referred to earlier, being our long-form opportunity for a client to, to create a, up to three minutes of content. That could be content that we create with them. For example, if we put an assignment out on our assignment desk and say, hey, for example, Coke wants to know what's real to you. Tell us your story. Um, and that's where that kind of content would air on our network. Our, mm-hmm. multi, our multi-client message break it right now happens to be our one traditional um, commercial break um, within our hour wheel. And we felt it was really important for us to have a place where not um, – where some other advertisers could take part on our network. Because let's face it, the movie studios, the video game category, the music labels are not necessarily categories that could buy us on a 52-week basis, but they have a very relevant space on our network. And that's Mm -hmm. where those kind of advertisers were run. The interesting thing is, if we are offering the movie studios the opportunity to run your trailer. So if a movie hmm. studio comes in and runs a two and a half minute trailer, that's fine with me. Just lessens the number of messages that are within that given hour. Corey, the model it, it right is... Now is twelve brand messages an
1: hour. Corey, we are uh, speaking of uh, brand messages. We are out of time here, and it's so uh, so much fun to have you on the show. Best of luck as you continue to with the launch of Current TV, and uh, keep us posted. Okay?
6: Certainly will. Thank you for the time.
1: You got it. Back in just a minute. More with Ray Shillens and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show.
0: Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Schillings and Brad Forsyth.
5: Pepsi
2: Much Pepsi Cola is a for you.
1: It's the Advertising Show and Equal Opportunity here. For the and uh, we, we need an uncola. Or we, no, wait, we had an uncola this show. Good mm-hmm. deal. It's uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. I keep uh, I keep trying to tell Doug here that our, our get, who our guest is next week, and all he does is laughs. Uh, Wong Duty. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: that's the company.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wong Duty. Yeah. Uh, Tracy Wong is a creative director and chairman of Wong Duty. Wong Duty. Wong Duty. Yeah. So yep. we'll you guarantee we'll have fun with this one next week, right? Are we T- guessing
2: it's longduty.com? dot com?
1: Tune. In, I don't know. Tune in just to find out what happens, folks. Long Duty. Well,
2: and she's she's creative director and chairman, so uh, yes. we're not uh, dealing with some low low level executive here. Of
1: what company again?
2: Long Duty. D o o d o o d y. But it's Stephanie get to the W's in the phone book, or what? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? <laughs> oh, well,
1: okay. No, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, we'll have to take our, our our serious pills for next week's show. Then,
2: right? And, and we, we featured them. them just because of the name of the company. We have no idea what they do. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true.
1: <laughs> well, here's something that isn't true as well. It's Andy Borowitz on the advertising okay. show.
5: Hi,
3: this is Andy Borowitz for the advertising show. And now, here's this week's feature
1: from the Borowitz Report. Just a few days after taking responsibility for failures of the federal government's response in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, President George W. Bush modified that decision somewhat, telling reporters that former Iraqi dictator Saddam Hussein should share at least some of the blame for those failures. When the federal government fails to live up to its responsibilities to the American people, the finger of blame should be pointed at one person, Mr. Bush told reporters at the White House Rose Garden. And that person is Saddam. After reporters appeared startled and taken aback by the president's remark, Mr. Bush said that he could connect the dots between the Iraqi madman and the government's poor emergency response after the hurricane. For years, Saddam has taunted us into believing that he had weapons of mass destruction, for one reason and one reason alone, Mr. Bush said, to distract us from preparing for hurricanes. Adding that his evil knows no bounds, Mr. Bush told reporters, now that Saddam Hussein is in the custody of the Iraqi government, he will never threaten the United States of America with hurricanes again. The president also said that he was prepared to take further actions to protect the United States from hurricanes, such as invading Syria. Reached at his prison cell in Baghdad, Mr. Hussein said that he was disappointed by the president's comments, adding, now is not the time to play the blame game. Elsewhere, returning to Washington after his trip to the Gulf, Vice President Dick Cheney said that Hurricane Katrina did little or no damage to the nation's tax cuts. This is Andy Borowitz, and this has been a special edition of the Borowitz Report from The Advertising Show.
3: To read more reports or to receive daily email alerts, Log on to BorowitzReport.com. This is Andy Borowitz saying, (laughs) keep it fake, baby.
1: Keep it fake, Andy. That's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, this past week was the first day that I saw on the uh, uh, CNN.com website that there was something other than the Katrina Katrina. thing. And then they went back to the Katrina stuff. It was incredible. But it's weird to see something out of uh, Iraq uh, uh, on the headline. Is that what it
2: was? Yeah. That is interesting, and it's been uh, well on on this morning's uh, news uh, public affairs programming. It was once again staying with Katrina as well. We also mm-hmm. saw uh, Bill Clinton surface on uh, the Meet the Press, right? Which uh, which was kind of interesting. He, mm-hmm. He's not looking too good for being on a diet and having a heart attack. Or at least heart surgery. (laughs) One of those two will kill you. you I think he needs to eat some hamburgers again and some french fries. You think so? I don't know. His body's reacting to this. He's got bags under his eyes.
1: Well, it's time for a facelift then, okay? Something (laughs) like that. That makeup
2: guy there at NBC. You know, we we joke around about Katrina. Well, we say we joke. Uh, uh, Andy Borowitz, always a humorist and trying to bring some light to a serious subject. Sure. Uh, on a, on a serious note Ray uh, out of Alexander Virginia the American International Automobile Dealers Association A I A D A announced uh, recently the availability of hundreds of temporary dealership jobs for automotive personnel displaced by Hurricane Cat- uh, Katrina at mm-hmm. aiada.org/autojobs the uh the site uh, and and AIDA's uh, Uh, emergency relief auto jobs listing helps match retail automobile sales personnel, technicians, and related personnel displaced by the hurricane with temporary job openings at auto dealerships around the country. It's been estimated that 100 auto dealerships uh, in the Gulf Coast region employing approximately 5,000 dealership personnel uh, could have potentially been displaced. And what was interesting about this, thus far, close to 700 temporary openings are listed on the website, many... With offers of relocation and housing assistance. So, again, that's a i a d a dot org slash auto jobs. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's some good things that are being done out there and people pitching in. Well, that's I think an it was last of stuff. Yeah, last week we mentioned the New York City. Uh, Uh, Restaurant uh, industry uh, uh, rallying behind offering jobs for uh, the restaurant personnel uh, formerly located in New Orleans. What a great restaurant city. And And the ad
1: industry did the same thing. We announced that as well.
2: Exactly. Displaced ad execs. That's right. And and, uh, uh, freelance writers Mm -hmm. uh, looking to help uh, NOLA, N-O-L-A dot dot com, which is the... uh, New Orleans Times Picayune, as some say, uh, their website, the the newspaper, the daily daily newspaper for for New Orleans. So mm. uh, there's some good good people pitching in out there.
1: Talked about the Wall Street Journal going into the weekend with their uh, with their publication. Condi Nast is looking uh, uh, at a magazine, a business magazine. They're investing a hundred million uh, in a new business magazine that plans to design from scratch. The company, in some ways, seeking to reinvent uh, the business magazine category with the new mm. offering. I wonder. I just wonder how good uh, you know something like that would be uh, what do you think about that
2: it, I think it's uh to start a new magazine in the business category is a uh, that is a quite a uh, an achievement if you can make some inroads into that i 'm not sure that i 'm out mm-hmm. there as a person that reads from uh, business publications from time to time, thinking that we're missing something out there. I mean, there's plenty in that category, so uh, it's a formidable uh, uh, attempt to fill what I'm not sure that there is a need for. But 100 million, well, take a shot. That's
1: uh, that's uh, from the petty cash drawer, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: probably. Kind of yeah, yeah, we'll give it a
1: shot. They got 100 million sitting around the back office. <laughs> and by the way, you can get rid of your um, of your BMW, or Suzuki, and you have that Suzuki that you I know you like Suzuki. Always oh, yeah. have been Whether a fan of that.
2: Motorcycles or cars? No, cars. Cars. Oh,
1: it's a. Uh, they've got uh, sixty and thirty uh, TV spots, and uh, let's see. Their their slogan is now: "We're giving you the green light." Dot dot dot. Go. Uh, so okay, so you can get that Suzuki, Brad. I know yeah. you wanted it.
2: Well, you know that. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, Hugo is probably crying right now, knowing Suzuki's circling back around and. Approaching that same market exactly, exactly, and we think motorcycles should stay in that category <laughs> and not try to get into the automotive category. So don't try to tell Honda that
1: concept. Huh? That's true. It didn't work That's for them, or it did work for them. I should well, say.
2: Lawnmowers are good too.
1: JetBlue. Who do we have on from JetBlue? Who is the? You, know,
2: uh, you were going to ask me the name is a lady that wrote a book for Je- about the JetBlue uh, uh, company, but I don't recall her name.
1: Okay. Well, th- what, what they're saying connection? they're ma- they're managing to a brand itself as cheap chic, the the cheap chic airline. Uh, that, uh The look at the discount, uh, Greg Lindsay apparently did an article on AdAge.com. He, he, uh, his look at the discount carrier as part of a series chronicling the uh, reporter's descent into uh, the selling and branding of air travel in the United States, which is interesting and changes constantly, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. But JetBlue has got a great platform for a, a real good passenger delivery system. And now we get to the thank yous for Corey Silverman, Senior Vice President of Advertising Sales, Current TV. Go to Current.TV to find out more about that. And next week, we'll see Tracy Wong, Creative Director and Chairman of Wong Duty. And we'll have a lot of fun with that show, and we hope you'll be able to join us as well, too. And don't forget to go to our site, theadvertisingshow.com, uh, the for the pod RSS, uh, available now. Okay? Advertising Show, brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show is a Big Radio Midgets production.